The five of you, Ovid Lar, Fasush, and Samuel the Farmer, stand at the eastern edge of Yin, just a few feet from the darkness. Samuel drops a big sack on the ground in front of you and speaks up. I had the wife sew up some garments for you. This should help with fighting them winter winds up in there. Thank you, Samuel. It'll be much appreciated. Our hides have started to uh, gather a little more wear and tear than we're used to. Yeah, it's pretty cold up in there. Every once in a while, I'll just walk in there just to see what it's like and then turn back around immediately. It's pretty cold. Lots of snow. Oh, yeah. We're well aware. Should bring some Vippy Panwinkle next time. (laughs) Vappy Winkle? Vappy Do we still have any Vappy? Uh, Kath's the one that had it. Kath, have you done anything with it? No, I still got it. Okay. I think yeah. you still have like half a jar probably, or yeah. half a jug. Sounds about right. That's right. Well, there's a big old sack sitting on the ground in front of you all. Should I look in it? I don't know. Is he putting it there? Like, as in like, do you want to see what's in it? Or is it like, here you go, that's it. No, no, it's like, it's really big. Like not one person would really carry it comfortably. We're like on the, the border, right? Yeah, you're on the border. So about. we're like facing the darkness. Yeah. So is this like uh they're gonna leave us here and we're gonna camp or is it gonna we're gonna walk into the black and then They're saying goodbye to you as you're about to walk into the black. Okay, so we're about to walk in. Yeah. Oh well thank you, Samuel, but I brought my own. I say as I, I dig into my bag and pull out some nice like fancy coats and start <laughs> to put them on. Well well I did not, so I'm going to I guess open the sack and start okay. just passing out garments. You open the bag and you find five packages. In each, you find a single day's rations. The rations are pretty nice. Inside, you find a honeycomb, a slice of marbled pound cake, a roll of spiced goat cheese, a grilled fillet of salmon, dried spinach crisp, and pine nuts. Along with the rations, you each get a set of clothes, each wrapped separately in linen tied with hemp thread. They're not amazing garments, but they are definitely thick and made to handle the cold. They're also not all the same. Finch, describe uh, what your winter clothes look like. All right, so I believe it looks like the coat has a uh, <laughs> dark brown textured cowhide leather with a alpaca fur fleece lining. Um, there's probably some beaver coat pelts or some sort of small furry animal lining the collar and the cuffs. Okay. They probably, I'm going to say they've made me, they fashioned some sort of beanie out of uh, cotton or wool, whatever. All right. Um, I also would say that they've given me probably not new boots because that'd be too much, but some really thick, long socks that probably go up to my knees, you know, like almost stocking style, but like super thick. Well, I'm trying to think of like a belt, but I don't think they would just give me a belt. That seems weird, huh? And then, you know what? And then a blanket. That's it. All right. So, Felomir, what'd they give you? Oh, my God. (laughs) Um, well, definitely, since I'm still wearing my Jesus strap sandals, <laughs> there are definitely some brown leather boots in there. You probably have some holes in the bottom of those uh, Jesus strap sandals. Yeah. Because you haven't changed those for the last six months, and you've been doing nothing but walking. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> I'm still wearing the same clothes that I started this campaign with. Can we say I that mean... also in your... Uh... And your bag of rations that they gave you, like an unlimited amount of like Werther's originals. Like now that you're an old man, and your jitterbug. Yeah, yeah. and they, I got a jitterbug phone. Like a sending stone shaped like a flip phone. <laughs> I have the little strawberry candies. Yes, those are my favorite. Yes. They're really oh not bad. <laughs> um, okay, so yeah, definitely some uh, just standard brown leather boots. Um, a new pair of trousers. Because those are also full of holes. All right. Um, uh, we'll call them dark blue, uh, rather thick. A nice uh, red, dyed red wool coat that looks very similar to my shawl. All right. 
Back, you know what? It's another shawl. We'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> they just replaced all my clothes with new versions. It, <laughs> they knew how much you liked the pattern, but they still wanted to be extra warm. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Something. I, I definitely need some headgear. Maybe like a uh, Bluetooth like, for that jitterbug. A <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> mobile hotspot. Yeah, one of those Bluetooth that's like goes around your neck, but there's like wires coming up for the. Ears. <laughs> <laughs> God, I hate this. That's so stupid. And um, cowl. A cowl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. We'll do a cowl. Like a thick cowl. Yeah, like a nice. Um, we'll go dark blue cowl. All right, to match the the pants. The pants. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Doris, what did they give you? Okay, so first layer, you know, I got just uh, wool trousers and a wool, like, sweater. Sure, the trousers, we'll say, are, are brown, but they have the little, uh, like, maybe, like, a patch of fur around the cuffs of them. Sure. That lead into my, like, like they didn't give me boots for some reason. I guess they thought baby boots were funny and didn't want to <laughs> insult me. So they gave me like these little like shoes. They've got a sole on them, but they're soft, you know, <laughs> you know cu- cuffy shoes. <laughs> and uh, wait, are we talking like Uggs? Sure, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but they like baby booties. Yeah, the, the Uggs did not have the cultural uh, impact then that they have now, so it's not funny. They're just oh, those are cool furry shoes. But uh, <laughs> we'll say the trousers are brown, shoes are beige. The sweater, we'll call it beige as well. We'll have the, the sweater match the trousers. The jacket or the coat, we'll say, is gray with brown trim. The trim being, like, fur. Um, it, all right, so you know Bane's jacket? Okay. Yeah. Not <laughs> as extreme as that, but, like, it's one material on the outside and then the inside is fur, but like some of the fur folds out into like collars and sure, all that. Sure. And that's fur and it like kind of goes around my neck and stuff. And we'll say that they also knitted me a beanie, but it's basically the kind that uh, Finch is wearing now where like the bottom like folds up. Okay. And it reveals that they knitted the word superstar. <laughs> <laughs> Because they saw that I was in a really bad way and really needed a pickup. And I was very pleased to see that when I opened it. And it has... Stop! It's not it has a little, little cotton In the back of his time. pants yeah, are monograms little... juicy. The <laughs> <laughs> shirt says, don't talk to me. But yeah, it also has a little, little cotton poof on the top that is white. That's Wait, what, what color is the beanie? I'm sorry, I missed it oh, after the superstar. <laughs> I don't know if I said. <laughs> um, we'll we'll say it's all white. All the right. beanie is white, and it has a white little cotton tail and superstar in brown letters. All right, cool. Capital caps. All right, Kath. In so, common, uh, you brought, yes. Okay, in common. common. Everyone needs to know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Kath, so you brought your own clothes, but they also gave you some. So I, I was kicking myself after I, I re-listened to the last episode, because specifically when we got to Yen, whenever we left, my point was to make sure to bring some some clothes, some winter clothes, some boots at least. Yeah. So Keth did that, except he brought some extravagant, ridiculous clothes. So he's got he's got his noble robes on. On top of that, he's got a big, fluffy, furry coat. That probably took about forty rabbits to make. <laughs> it's just like rabbit, like patches of rabbits, 
rabbit hide. Did he make it himself? No. Okay. Oh, no, man. it's a it's a nice coat. Okay. I was hoping it would be kind of cruel, with like a tooth or an eye every now yeah. and then. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say. Uh, it's got a hood that I can flip up and and button it up. Okay. Uh, I've also got some big fluffy boots that aren't very practical. Uh, which is good that they also gave me some clothes because we'll say that there's some some normal brown leather boots in there. Sure. Um, what else? That's that's probably it. He's <laughs> probably got a, a couple of different, maybe another jacket. They okay. should give you something commemorating the fact that you you smashed ass in the uh, Coliseum, like some kind of like badge or like something that says I was the best. I smashed Kathy, ass. Uh, <laughs> All I got was Kath this the, little pendant. Kept the giant slayer. Also, I smash ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So basically, you're going for a simple but elegant look. Yeah. For traveling in the winter. Right. Astra, what'd they give you? I mean, I assume I wore, I'm wearing whatever we bought last as far as like adventuring gear. Um, so I've got boots. I don't know, just extra layers. Say like a Afghan Ooh. over my breastplate armor and yeah, maybe like a big furry coat or something. Now that you're armored, I guess probably you already had some layers underneath that armor to keep it comfortable. Yeah. So you're probably just like, you might just have like uh like a big shawl or something to go over. Kind of like a Jon Snow coat, I guess. Yeah, that's what I was imagining. I would also like to make a request if possible. All right, a fellow Mary request. Snowshoes. Ooh. Oh, you won't like uh like the tennis racket looking. Yes. Yep. Because we had a serious problem with that last time. I think that we should all have snowshoes in there. I think that's a great idea. Yeah, we'll we'll say that he also provided you snowshoes. Like, because he kept saying, he told you that he went into this, the darkness every once in a while mm -hmm. and he saw how thick it could be. So we'll say, yeah, he provided each of you a pair of snowshoes. Cool. I right. didn't have a problem with it. Mm. Well, well, you have some. You still got them. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> So yeah, add that to your gear if you want. Except they're like little toy tennis rackets, like ping pong. Yeah. Like little... <laughs> they're ping pong candles. Yeah. Uh, Sam then speaks up. I, I know they're not top quality, but it's the best we could do for you. We wish you all the best and hope to see you return. You've each helped make Yen a better place in just the three months you've been here. And he bows. I, I do a bow. I also bow and I say, well, thank you. I, I think that Yen has had quite an impact on us as well. Vasush walks up to the wall of darkness and moves her hand through it. While looking at it, she says, Such an odd thing, isn't it? I've been studying it for centuries, and not until Salamandal reached out to me from the grave, sending out Ovidlar to me, I thought all of us were just stuck here. She turns to look at you all. Then all of a sudden, I felt the presence of the five of you inside the darkness. Then she walks to you, Astra, all thanks to this little guy. And she holds up a small piece of cheese to you, Astra, to feed Oystrich. <laughs> I'll feed oysters. <laughs> well, I'll kind of look at the sush and then look at the wall of darkness and be like, will you ever venture out? Well, I can't abandon Yin. I don't, I don't, I don't know if you know, but I'm what they call a lesser guardian. So I, I'm here to keep watch and keep Yin in balance. Well, you are no lesser guardian in my eyes, and I'll bow. She bows back to you. I do another bow. <laughs> <laughs> Three months ago, you all arrived here, and here I am sending you back into what could be your end. It is not you sending us. It is It is our quest. It is our destiny. Yes, we are choosing to leave. <laughs> <laughs> I pat Cat's shoulder, and I give him a piece of cheese. <laughs> <laughs> I will eat the cheese and then smile a little bit. No, it's better. <laughs> um, I have one more question as well. Okay. Uh, the currency 
that we have here. It's specific to yin, right? Yeah, it's coins that have yin icons on the front. There's coins that have Rodanian icons on it as well. Okay, so I would assume that they have no value outside of yin. I mean, it's gold. Yeah, gold, gold. I mean, you might could, if anything, you might want to get questioned about it. Like, what kind of, where is this from? Mm -hmm. um, but it's still gold. Okay, well, I have 8,000 of it. <laughs> wow. I have 36,000 of it. Yeah, I don't know, like, I, guess I feel I like have I lost 000. track of... And I don't really think that's going to be easy to travel that. with. Yeah, that's that's not that's not travel worthy. Yeah, I don't want to carry six thousand pieces of gold. Am I the only one that spent my gold on something? I think so. Yeah. Wow. So I'm gonna keep. I tried. <laughs> I'm gonna keep five hundred of it. Okay. And I will give the rest to Fasush. You do have a pocket library. Yeah. You could just have a Scrooge McDuck room. <laughs> it's just gold coins and books. All right, change awesome. of plans. I'm going to put all my gold in my pocket library. <laughs> like right now in front of them? Yeah, it's going I'm, I'm, I'm going to pull out a huge sack of gold and like look at it and, and think about offering it to Vasush, but then I'm just going to pull out my pocket library and just like shuck it in there. So you all see for the first time a door appear. Wait, do you see it? Oh, fuck, I don't remember. Hold on, let me make sure I'm saying this right. I want to say the door's visible, but no one else can enter it. Or something like that. It is something like that, but I just want to make sure. Yeah. Is it that we can't enter? Like, when you open the door, we can see inside of it, but we just can't go inside? Or, like, you just walk into nothingness? That's the question. Uh, when you open the book, a door will appear and begin to open in front of you. No others will be able to enter. So yeah, you all see Felomir open up this like these two pieces of metal that just resemble a book into one big like hinge, and a door appears in front of him as he's opening it, and it like opens at the same speed he's opened the book, and like the archway of the door, like what where the door would be, is just like this film of gray. And he just walks through it inside. And then I'll uh, I'll stick my head back out. Right, does anyone need to store anything that's too heavy to carry? <laughs> oh, what? What'd you do? What is this? Oh, um, right. Yes. Uh, th this was a gift from uh, Ramora. It's a pocket library. It lets me house all my books and anything else I need to carry. I'm just going to like walk around the perimeter of it just with my head cocked to the side. Yeah, once you get to the other side of the door, you actually can't see anything. Whoa. This is crazy. <laughs> uh, yes, it's, it's very nice. It's a good study. Would you, out of game, would you say a thousand gold um, like is a, a big hindrance? I think 50 gold is one pound. Yes. I'd like to give 5,000 to my Crimson Command folk, and I'm going to make Samuel do it, but I want to hang on to some money myself. I'm just I mean, trying to figure out if I need to do it, hang on to it myself or put it in his little library. This morning, you left the Crimson Command. You could just say you left the 5,000 gold with them. Yeah, but didn't we record that? We can wreck on that if you want. Okay. I would like to have, like, whenever I left Lieutenant Connor, to have left him with 5,000 of the uh, yen gold. Okay. Pieces. And how much does that leave you with? That'll leave me with 1,050. Okay. And, uh, like, to do with what he deems necessary for the Crimson Command's, like, upkeep in yen. Yeah. I was going to say, I found the sheet from, like, when we did all of that. And I had circled, like, 14,480. Um, but I don't know if I use that. I don't remember. But I'll just say that anything I had left over, I'm going to leave with Caitlin or whatever to, like, keep the school up and running. Okay. Um, and I'll just keep, like, 500 for All myself. Right. That's so that I'll give Felomir 
400. The bank of fell up there. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we can ca- like put all these extra clothes in there too, just in case. Yeah, so whatever you don't feel like carrying. If it weighs old. nothing. Anyone else? All right, so I got a lot of gold, probably more than I could have carried here in the first place. Okay. So let's say I have uh, I have 36,545. I'm going to put 20,000 of that in a safe in my manor. Okay. And lock it up. Okay. And only I know the combination. <laughs> Uh, to have a safe like that, I'll say it was a 500 gold piece safe. So you're going to have to subtract 500 gold cool. pieces to have that. For a 500 gold piece safe, I mean, how likely is it that no one will ever get into it? We'll say it's hidden behind, like, a painting or something. And, I mean, it's it's pretty good. You said 50 gold is one pound? 50 gold is one pound. Wait, how much do you say you put in there, Stephen? 36,545? <laughs> uh, no, 20,000. And in the wow. safe, Oh, in the safe, okay. 20,000 in Total, the you s- had 731 pounds of Indian, gold. surrounded by the darkness. <laughs> Iridarian's worth a whole lot. <laughs> Jesus. Clearly. Um, I'll give 15,000, 100,000. Thousand. Yeah. Where's, where's the? Well, comma? you got sixteen thousand left. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. I'll give uh, fifteen thousand nine hundred to Caitlin to help upkeep the school. All right. So, how much did you give to Caitlin D? Probably like fourteen thousand <laughs> or something like that. And then I'll keep a hundred of it. Rich, yeah, this dude. is like a private school. <laughs> this, is, this, is say, this is like this is like the rich school, rich, like rich boarding school style. <laughs> Well, they're going to have to hire new teachers now. Yeah, so, I mean, Now that one of their teachers is gone. <laughs> well, Keth, Keth is a teacher, yeah, too. Yeah, Keth taught combat, and D, or Asterix taught uh, arcane. Okay, too. <laughs> and I guess Caitlin taught math. And then Caitlin, no, Kate, <laughs> Caitlin was teaching about uh, the Guardians and the mm. elements and that. Yeah, so it is a private school. It is a private school. It's a private school. All right, so that fixes everyone's gold, I think. Yeah, and I'll uh, I'll step back out, close up the book. <laughs> <laughs> what? Nothing. <laughs> the Bank of Fellowmere. Yeah, we're gonna change the pocket library to the Bank of Fellowmere. <laughs> I swear. <laughs> Anything else before you walk into the darkness? Take one last look at the light. Try and soak up the sun as much as possible. <laughs> you see Fitch like get close to the wall, then turn around, just spread his arms and like look up at the sun. <laughs> Um, I'm gonna walk up to Physician Avidlar. Well, thank you for all of your help. Um, I don't know if we all would have gotten this far without you. You've helped us more than you can imagine. You're the ones here that deserve all the credit. Well, either way, we appreciate all that you've done to get us here on our way. Take care, dead guy. And I'm gonna slap uh, <laughs> Avidlar on the back. <laughs> I will send word to the command as soon as possible of Yin's existence. And then I'll give them each, like, just a head nod, and then I'm just going to turn and walk out. Maybe we can find a way out of here ourselves with their help from the outside. And they bow. So the five of you step up to the wall of darkness. You kind of, like, look at each other, and then you begin to step in. And just as everyone begins to step in together, Astra, you hear a voice in your head. Fasush's. You hold briefly as everyone walks in, and you look over your shoulder and you see Fasush staring at you. I am no seer like what you are becoming, but I sense a difficult choice in your group's future. Be safe, Astra. Make sure they all stay safe. Now respond to me with your mind. 
<laughs> and as you look at Fasush, you can tell like she's just staring at you and she's not moving her lips. What do you want to try and say to her in your mind? <laughs> um, now respond to me with your mind. <laughs> what? It's just like I'm typing dot dot dot. <laughs> Firmly grasp it in your hand. Give me a wisdom check, Astra. Okay. 18. What do you want to try and say to her? I'm sorry, what did she say? I am no seer like what you are becoming, but I sense a difficult choice in your group's future. Be safe, Astra. Make sure they all stay safe. I will. Thank you. You strain your mind attempting to respond with your thoughts to her, but all you could get out is... (laughs) (laughs) With an 18 day? And then she says to you, in your mind, it's okay, just keep practicing. You'll get there. And then you see her eyes glance at Oystrich quickly. He'll get you there. And then you turn and walk into the darkness. Astra, when you step through the darkness, your companions stand in knee-deep snow, just like before. Felomir, you look around and can only see about 100 feet in all directions. You look down at the key of Kilinar, and you see that the tip of the crystal is shining, like there's a small LED light inside of it. Okay, and how does this relate to the glow it had before? Uh, There was not a small LED light with inside of it. No, but it was just like a large green glow? Yeah, like like before it was just like a green aura emitted from it. Mm -hmm. And it's still doing that, but there's also like a small light inside that's at the tip of the crystal where it is now. Okay, does that have any practical effect or is it just something I've noticed? Um, You don't know. Okay, but as far as I can tell, the light range is the same as it was before and everything. Okay. Nothing seems to be different other than that light inside of it. Hmm, Well, this is rather strange. I don't remember the key doing this before. Maybe it has something to do with the the link that Sush was talking about. Well, it doesn't really seem to be doing anything yet, at least. No, I haven't noticed anything different, but who knows? I guess time will tell. You you spin and move it around in your hand just because it's different looking, and the light inside moves around the edges as you turn it. Hmm, Well, this is very interesting. Seems to be pointing us in a certain direction. Perhaps this is the direction that Annette is in. So I, I assume we should follow this light. Sounds like the best plan to me. You begin trekking through the snow and ice. You started walking at the time of rushing winds and a mild blizzard. Even then, travel is now infinitely better with winter clothes. After hours of moving east, you feel as tired as you would feel if you were walking in stable weather conditions. You no longer have to worry about exhaustion because of the cold. Eventually, you all begin to feel extremely tired from what you assume is just walking all day. I'm not knee-deep in the so- in the snow, am I? I'm no, you're still on top, top of it. I just want to sit, just plop down. Okay. And maybe sink into the snow, maybe a couple of inches. Is everything all right, Dorth? Well, obviously not. Well, what's wrong? What do you mean, what's wrong? All of my hopes and dreams destroyed in front of me. All of them? Well, not all of them. I'm an endless well of creativity. <laughs> It's just that the rushing winds are like really making it very difficult to hear what y'all are each saying. Doroth, don't you have a, a thing that you can make a house with? Shelter. That's what they call it, right? <laughs> I have lots of things I can make, but it'll all be ruined in the end anyway. And I'll pull my collar <laughs> over my <laughs> uh, I can mend some things that might get ruined. Oh, c- if that helps. Oh, come on, Doroth. It's... Your amphitheater may have been destroyed, but 
The impact that it made will last a lifetime. More, even. I mean, the amphitheater still stands, Doroth. And the show was going almost flawlessly for a while. Yeah, what what was your dream anyway? It was to build an amphitheater, right? It wasn't. Have a play and be world-renowned. And I was so close to all of those things. And what happened? Barbarism. Whatever. And I'll cast Lumen's tiny hut. Just well, I'll just throw my hand over my head and it appears. So all of you find yourselves in Lemon's little tiny hut. <laughs> lemon lemon hut. Well, Dorothy, you know, maybe it's maybe it's for the best anyways. Yin is shut off from the world. You couldn't be world renowned out from Yin. You could only go as far as the walls would let you. This is true. I mean, just imagine if you had built that amphitheater in Chandelin and this happened. People all over Aces would know about it. At least here, only Yin does. But you could build another in Chandelin, where everyone would know you. I spent all my money on that. I mean, we've got some funds to back you. And, and plus, I, I understand that you all don't have the same creative mind as me, so maybe you all can't see it the way I do. But it's like a microcosm of a bigger thing. Every time I try to do something, no matter how close I get, no matter how hard I work on it, the world shows up. Reminds me what really matters. Which is what? Bloodshed and fighting. It is a cruel world indeed. It's demoralizing. I mean, just consider this a learning experience. I'm sure there's something you can take from it. Oh, I've learned much. Precisely. Hey, hey, Kath, you got any of that, that vappy? Oh, yeah. I'm going to pull out the vappy. Maybe this a, will help. I'll take a swig and I'll, uh, I'll offer it out and just shake it. What's up? No. It'll make you feel good. I know. Anyone else? I'll just hold it out. Party Astra. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so, Astra, you take some. Sure. And Kath, so both of you give me constitution saves. I will join. Fellow <laughs> give me a constitution save. I guess I might as well, but I will right. say, as I do it, I want to specifically try and not get drunk off of it. Like, I know what's coming and how strong it is. <laughs> so, like, are you going to, like... I'm trying to take a babysit. Okay, that's what I'm asking. All right. 17. Crit! Seven. Seven. Felomir, you feel pretty drunk. Uh, Finch, you feel tipsy. Astra and Kath, you're handling it just fine. Man, I forgot how strong this stuff was. That's good. Lightweight. Huh? Nothing. So where were you all this time? I say as I take off my big coat, get comfy on the floor. Oh, I traveled far and wide. Wide? Well, I mean, I told you some of what I saw Felomir doing. Yeah, something about a tree, right? Wait, you saw me? Uh, yeah, we Vasish couldn't feel your presence, Inyan, and um, she summoned me and Keth and Oystrich actually to kind of figure out what you were doing and where you were, just to make sure you were okay. We did some divination scrying where I was able to see you and kind of follow you for a while. Um, you were like in in a tree or something. <laughs> Yes, this is true. Man, Fasush is really good at that. Avidlar actually helped with that. Yeah, and I had to fight a demon. Yeah, that did happen. Wait. Crushed it, too. Didn't even get a scratch. But anyways, um, told from your perspective, what, what happened? Well, most of my time was spent in the Rodanian archives. I was practicing magic, learning about Yin, their history, you know, how they got to 
build that civilization in the middle of the darkness. Um, that's where I got these, and I hold my hands up and show my my scars to everyone. Is it, that a permanent condition? Is this just you now? I I believe so. Yes, yes. I got these scars. Uh, trying to practice some magic I was not familiar with, which I was successful doing for the most part. Um, and one day when I was in the archives, I was joined by uh, a man across the room, and it turned out to be Remora, uh, the great old one himself. And he took me on a journey back to back to my my homeland, Lathansis, where I witnessed what happened to my tribe. My village had been destroyed, and everyone I knew was killed. It's terrible. What what killed him? Uh, me, me. What? I was I was working on some research with my friend Aaron. We were attempting to create an orb, the white orb. Uh, wait, there's not a white orb. There's a red orb. There's a green orb. There's a blue orb. And there's a black orb. You told me. This is true. We were trying to create a new one. Why? And why haven't you told us before? Uh, we were hoping to harness the immortality that the elves have in the land of Lathansis. But our research went terribly wrong. Uh, Aaron died, and then I took my leave from Lathansis. And the research that we did had lasting effects on the land. See what I mean? Every time you try to do something good, it blows up in your face. I'll pull my collar over my neck again. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know about every time, but in that particular instance, it did go very poorly. But this was the big one, right? This is the one you poured your whole soul into. Well, at the time, I believed that to be true, but now I believe there are more important things to be accomplished, such as finding this well and collecting the four existing orbs. And what of this new magic? Can you still use it? Are you learning it? Um, every book of note I have copies of in my pocket library, but uh, I don't have any lasting benefits of this magic I was studying at this point. Do you know the potential benefits and or cons? At this point, no. Um, my mind has sort of been distracted from the research I was doing, um, but hopefully I can dig, dig it back up when the time is right. And so you traveled over space and time, outside of Yen, outside of our own timeline. Uh, yes, you could say that. I, I witnessed myself in the past um, when I was still in Lathansis, and then I saw the effects of what happened after I left. Oh, I just got reminded of something. Thalamir. Now that we have you here, what do you make of this? And I'll pull out the gem, the red like ruby that would like heat up. I'll take it from him. And as you put it in your hand, you start to feel like heat coming from it. And I don't know if you want to hold it as long as you can. But if you do, you basically just drop it on the ground in reaction to the heat. Oh, that's interesting. I've never felt anything quite like that. I guess can I make an arcane check? Well, first, you cast Detect Magic, probably. Okay, yeah. And you sense that it does have a school of magic of evocation. Give me an Arcana check. 16. You sense that it's like a small fireball. It's got the same energy of like a fireball, but it doesn't have the same potency of a fireball. Well, it's definitely of the school of evocation, and it has the same energy as a fire spell, you know, similar to fireball. Oh. As to how it's activated or what it exactly does, I would have to study it more. Yeah, that's kind of what I was wondering. Like, what is it for? I mean, I, I tortured a guy with it. I mean, we, we both tortured a guy all the point well, at Finch. What? And what happened to you guys? Before this goes too far, I'm going to grab the ruby 
and kind of lower my hand of the snow with it and see if it melts it at all. It does not. And then I'm going to put it back up before it starts to really burn my hand. Oh, like you want it to heat up in your hand. Yeah, I want to see if it melts anything around me if it's only hot to the touch. Gotcha. If it affects gotcha. like outside elements. If you're holding it in your hand and it heats up, then yes, it does start to melt snow. Okay. And I'll just kind of like hot potato it back out into the thing. Okay. I'm going to close it up and put it, put it away because you're all getting irresponsible with it. <laughs> like I just wanted like, to make sure, that, you know, to make sure that it, you know, affects things other than us, like and, teenage boys playing like a stun gun, like yeah. taser. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna put it on my tongue. <laughs> nope, y'all getting too rowdy. <laughs> so, what's this about y'all torturing somebody? Yeah, we caught a thief. Torturing is a leap. Torturing is exactly what happened. We needed information, and he was not a good guy, and he was withholding. If he would have just cooperated, I only ever tried to do what I thought was right, Doris. I'm not the one saying it was a bad thing. I'm just the one saying it happened. You're calling... I mean, I did it. I was there. <laughs> what did this thing I think we, we did what was necessary. He... It was this? A bag of these. And it seems that it may have been a setup for me to see. And or at least a setup for... He, was, he knew that he was taking this. It was a drop-off. So really, we're the victims here. We were trapped. It was some sort of setup, whether it be on him or us or the both of us. But he was put to the task, not he didn't do it on his own accord, which, again, he wouldn't just tell us outright. Tell you what? <laughs> what I just said. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Tell you what? <laughs> I mean, why did he steal them? Because... The cloak, I don't know if you guys ended up hearing about them in our time in Yen, but... I heard nothing. I wasn't there, most of it. They seemed to be the thieves' guild that ruled the area, and it almost seemed like they expanded past the area. Well, the cloak is the guy that was on the stage. Yeah, the demon guy. Didn't yeah. he say he was the cloak? Well, yeah. the cloak is more of an organization. He's the, I'm guessing, the figurehead, but they still exist. While we may have stunted their growth, I think without the Crimson Command still being in place there that they could easily flourish again. Hmm. And without this thieves' information, you know, we wouldn't have known about any of it. And things could have gone even worse during the play. So the cloak guy at the play, he was, I don't remember exactly what he said, but he said he was there for some kind of revenge. Yes, I do remember that. Is that because of what y'all did? Yes. I would think so. Well, it seems a little excessive for just torturing a lackey. The thief, again, led us to the cloak. The cloak is the thieves' guild that ran under the sewers of Yen. Yeah, we found their hideout, and we... I took the command in to stop everything that was happening. It's what we do. It's oh. what I'm here for. And then he paid them handsomely, and we left. Wait, what? You paid them? You paid who? I mean, I didn't pay anyone. We the thieves, right? You bash them. We we stamped out the thieves' guild that we could find underneath the sewers. I love this spin. There thieves was there was nothing left but stolen goods. And Polby, the sewer goblin, <laughs> who led us down there. And so to either let the thieves' gold sit for indefinitely, I could let it sit until more of the cloak came back for it. 
or I told Polby to grab a handful and my men to grab a handful, for they had all taken wounds and put their lives at risk. So you went into the sewers and eliminated a outpost of this cloak and then confiscated all these stolen goods? No, most of it was still left down there. And again, you know, what gold was taken was to each man's pocket. I see. But we did notify the authorities or the other authorities that the gold was down there. So we did that. So the attack at the play, that was a retaliation for y'all taking that outpost. Yes. That's what it seems like to me, yes. I would think so, yes. I'm going to see that the Finch is kind of down, so I'm going to walk over and sit beside him and like put my arm around him and say, <laughs> oh, I think you did the right thing, buddy. And I'll offer out some rations to him and say, uh, <laughs> I'll take a piece of Keth's cheese. <laughs> I'll say, at least the guy you tortured was a bad guy. What do you mean by that, Keth? Well, I guess. We- <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. I just look at Keth. I'm just like, wait, don't tell me you tortured someone, too. No, no, to no, up. nothing. No, there is something. I can see it in your face. All right, so you know our our manor that's on the lake? Y'all saw it. It's it's real big and real nice. Well, we were having a party, and we were watching over the lake. We were just kind of talking, and we saw this guy come out, and he he was pouring stuff in the lake. And then when we investigated, there was a a water elemental that lived in the lake, and he was mad, and he tried to attack us, but we uh, we calmed him down and told him we would find the the actual culprit. Culprit. I'll I'll turn to Astra. Is that... Is that how you say that word? Yeah, you're doing great. Yeah, so anyway, the next night we we waited and waited, and then he showed up, and then we you know, we captured him, and she shot him with a frostbolt, and then I tied him up to the tree, and we were going to feed uh, him to the water uh, elemental, but we found no, out we he's weren't. a pretty good guy. <laughs> Just going to feed him to the water, huh? That, well, that, yeah, he was poisoning the babies. That never happened. We were just trying to make him tell us what happened. Are we the good yeah, guys? like you did, Finch. <laughs> we were just trying to get information. Don't drag me down in here with yeah, you. Yeah, but we didn't kill anybody, so. Ow. Well, yeah, we, we let him free. <laughs> and he, uh, he was kind of our friend now, and he gave us a bunch of potions before we left. Yeah, check these out. I gotta, I gotta find my iPhone. I got... <laughs> I'll just pull out the potions. Let's back up a second. What was that supposed to mean, Astra? I mean, I, I, it was just a fact that we didn't kill anybody. Well, I, I killed some people, but I was in the arena. Because, you know, I'm the champion of Yen now. I'll give a big toothy orc smile. <laughs> I will completely ignore what what Kath just said and just continue on. You think you're better than us. No, I wouldn't say that. I'm just... You think because you didn't have the heart to kill someone. I do not take bloodshed lightly. I do not wish to cause harm. No, but they were bad people. It's okay. Now, now I think everyone used their best judgment in their own respective situations. Sure. I'm just trying to understand the motivation for the attack on Dorit's amphitheater. It's pretty simple, really. People wanted to do bad things. We wanted to stop them, and they didn't like that. And they took it out on the arts community like ruffians. And that's it. And I'd really like to not talk about it anymore. Well, it sounds like we all had quite an eventful experience in Yen. An awkward silence falls over the hut. 
There's obviously a tension between the group. And Finch, it gives you a chance to kind of just think about things. I will miss the command dearly. And with the passing of Sergeant Hector, I leave you in with a heavy heart. I pray that I have taught them well and that peace will remain upon the line and hopefully expand. While I may have spent most of my life in the wild, perhaps I didn't realize how much of it may have rubbed off on me. In this isolated world, things run rampant. I may have acted aggressive, but I always tried to stay true to my moral compass. I mean, if not me, then who? Perhaps my compass isn't as in tune as I once thought it was. I believe in peace and what is right, but by any means necessary? Well, you know, I guess so. I, we, have a mission to collect and protect the fabled four orbs. And if anything is certain, it is uncertainty. This journey will have many trials. Some we will succeed, some we will fail. While memories of the past may haunt me, or us, to linger on them is foolish, and I believe in myself and the will of the orbs. I will have no regrets, only lessons. And perhaps the question still remains, as we leave Yen, am I still the same person that entered? During this awkward silence, I'm going to notice that uh, Finch is kind of reflecting and Dorit's just kind of sad and seething. Um, I'm going to try to connect with Oystrich and uh, try to speak to them. You want to try to speak to Finch or Dorit in their mind through Oystrich? Yeah. Okay. Are you going to do it? Are you going to strain to do it? Or are you going to just try it a little bit? I mean, are you like going to see if it comes naturally or if you're just going to, are you like going to attempt to do it like with what Ovid Lar was trying to teach you? I mean, how strenuous would it be? Whenever you practiced it, it's very difficult. Like it it has a strain on your mind and your body. Yeah. If you, whenever you actually finally do it, like this, like specifically the one whenever you went and saw Felomir. Yeah. Like that was a giant leap of scrying. Yeah. Uh, That's why the pressure shifting was happening. And so if you were about to try it with like an extensive magical ability, then it might do something. Okay. But if you're going to do it with like, just see if it naturally comes to you, then it's just going to be an arcana check. Or a wisdom check, I'm sorry. I just think it would be cool if she tries to do that and just like with Fasush, we just receive gibberish. (laughs) (laughs) Her just trying to sound out words. I mean, I'll say that I I try pretty hard to do it. Okay. Uh, With that being the case, then it's going to take a sorcery point to try. Okay. Which means wild magic. Wild magic. So give me a wild magic roll. 26. An eye appears on your forehead for the next minute. (laughs) During that time, you have advantage on wisdom, perception checks that rely on sight. The four of you that aren't Astra, give me a perception check. And I'll let you be the judge of character. If you think you're emotionally unstable to where you're not (laughs) looking at each other and like looking at someone in the eye, then give yourself disadvantage. I think after my monologue, I probably am not paying too much attention. Yeah, I feel much better about not noticing it. <laughs> Kath, what you got? Uh, it was perception, right? Perception. 14. 20. 16. 10. Um, so we'll say that uh, everybody but Finch notices that an eye has appeared on, Est- on Astra's eye. 
or I ash's just, forehead i just want to be like while i'm kind of straining to do this i just want to be like holding oystrich and kind of just like bowing my head and like um meditation basically so i'm kind of looking down on my here's my eye yeah <laughs> just like staring so, at us so her her normal two eyes are closed yes. and then yeah. this third one opens <laughs> yes does she, it look around yeah <laughs> It's probably darting between you yeah, two. Yeah, it's I would looking imagine. directly at us. Oh, yeah. It's like looking at Finch and then fellow, or Finch and then Dorth, Finch and then Dorth, and then uh, give me a wisdom check as well. Fourteen. Do you want to speak to Dorth or Finch first, um, or both? Are they like? Are you trying to say the same thing to both? Yeah. Okay. What do you want to try and say to them? I'm sorry. Just regarding our previous conversation that Dorth got so upset just about. the two words. I'm sorry. Yeah. All right, so I see the eye appear and the words I'm sorry like pop into my head, right? And it's her voice. Give me an insight check, both of you, Finch and Doris. 16. 22. You both recognize it's Astra's voice and you hear I'm sorry in your head. And for both of you, it like it, it sounded like it was so in your head that it was actually a sound that you heard, but you didn't see her lips move. Okay, so all of that together, I see the eye, I hear that. And it sounds very real. I have my rapier in my lap and I just want to like unsheathe it like three inches. Just a little bit. <laughs> like I saw what the hell happened at the amphitheater. What the hell is this? Bench, any reaction? Uh, I'm going to say that I was, since I didn't notice the eye in the, in the beginning, maybe just I was still like after my monologue, I'm just like looking down. And so without even looking up, I just hear her say, I'm sorry. And I'll just say, thank you. And just keep looking down. Like I don't even notice. All right. I'm staring at that eye, like wide eyed. If they're, if they're, would they have to have the ability um, to respond to, back to yeah. you? Um, in your case, yes. Okay. Um, Astra? Astra. Do I need a perception check or? I mean, I'm no, probably highly perceptive. Yeah, you 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 hear Felomir saying Astra, and that he seems to be worried about you. Okay, I'll look up. Yes. What are you? What, what are, you, are you doing? What's going on? You your... you know that you have an eye on your oh, forehead. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, just uh, just practicing some magic that Avalar taught me. Ooh, I'm he not. Told you to put an eye on your forehead. Yes, I'm not familiar with that spell. I've never seen you do that before. I'll put my sword back. I didn't. I don't think I, that was supposed to happen. As you like, kind of stall, the eye just kind of fades away after the minutes up. Hmm. Well, it's gone now. Yeah, it's just sometimes uh, when I strain certain spells, uh, there are some side effects, and like when Dorth flew. Yeah. Like when I flew, was, yeah. Let's was just that, keep was that a wild bringing magic up. No, no, no. That <laughs> was my bad. That was the potion. No, though. like whenever take I've... that part out, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> like whenever I had uh, tried to talk, but pink bubbles just kept floating out of my mouth, and oh yeah, that was pretty funny. Yeah. So if the eye wasn't the intended effect of the spell, what were you doing? I'll just look at uh, Finch and Doroth and just. Um, I was just making a connection with Doroth. I mean, with... Uh, cut this out, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was just practicing uh, making a connection with Oystrich. Oh, divination. I guess you were learning from Fasush? Avidlar taught me. Oh. Yeezy taught me. Oh, did it work? Uh, yeah. What'd you do? Uh, I made a connection with Oystrich. So were you, like, talking to him or something? Yeah, I'm just trying to 
I guess, stay bonded to him on some level. Um, it seems like he's got some, like a power within that I can channel from. Yeah, I said it, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> so you're attempting to channel your divination through Oystrich? Yeah. When the sorceress put a spell on Oystrich, it had some remaining effects. So he's pretty strong with divination magic. So we've been trying to channel that and build upon that and learn new spells. So are you able to scry? Um, that's kind of what Avatar's been trying to teach me. So I assume that's how you saw me in Lathansis then? Yes. Mm. It took a huge amount of effort, but it was done. I imagine so. Scrying is no easy task. I've never done it myself. It is a very useful skill. Yeah. I would keep practicing if I were you. And Keth, you were killing demons during this time? Is that what you were saying? One demon. Oh, just one demon. It was a pig demon. A, bi- a, a pig demon? <laughs> no, a, a big demon. He he did look kind of like a pig, I guess, but no, I killed him. It was weird. It was just uh, they brought me in while they were doing this scrying magic, and he just appeared. Just the one? Nothing else? Well, where did where does something like that even come from? Just out of nowhere? Yes, I've n- never really heard of demons appearing during scrying. Ovid Lar helped me perform the spell i mean he he walked me through it and i i assume he helped it's like we were there in lothansis uh, so it, it seemed as if your physical being was there like you traveled yes hmm and there was a demon hmm that is very interesting i i didn't see the demon now keth did you see her physical body vanish or was she still there remaining no she was sitting down and she had this weird field around her like an aura of black smoke so you couldn't see her well cu- through the smoke kind of but i was too busy finding a demon to really pay attention to her black smoke that sounds odd it does does it it does yes that is certainly no scrying i've ever heard of what um, could it, it mean it sounds to me like you traveled through a different plane of existence that would explain the demon being there specifically film you traveled through film or at least opened a, some connection to that realm. I mean, there's no other reason a demon would appear. I mean, I, I assume it's possible. I don't know exactly how strong scrying works, but, I mean, we found you. Bellamere, you uh, flip through a book that you have, and you read uh, the brief summary that you, like a brief description of the plane of Velm for everybody. Yes, I, I have it written down here. <laughs> Let me see. Um... Dude, let's get some more page audio. Grixalis, Dahlia. Yeah. Velm, here it, Velm, here it is. Uh, Velm, it's, it's the dark emptiness between worlds. When passing through a portal or gate, even from one location to another on the same plane, you pass through this abyss. It, it seems to fit to me. So the demon came from the abyss? Yes, when you traveled from Yin to Lathansis, you traveled through Velm, and this... Demon came from that plane of existence. Hmm. I wonder if they know each other. Who? Who knows who? Oh, never mind. This isn't a time to withhold information, Dora. I will withhold whatever information I choose. Look, we have a serious issue here that we need to figure out. What What are you thinking? Just, I was just wondering if this creature and Valmir knew each other. Valmir. I'd forgotten about him. Yes, the very same. You remember. Took our orbs. Victimized us. Tied me up to a pole. Velmir. And you have 
seen him recently, have you not? Wait, what? what? Well, I I think maybe, yes. It was a concern of the Crimson Commands for quite some time you after s- you had spoken to me. Velmir was a Nien? Okay, I saw what could have been Velmir, yes. And it may or may not have been bothering me this whole time. Well, that, that's huge. Tell us what happened. Well, I just saw I just saw a vision, okay? He transformed into into and out of one of one of one my of men. Finch's cadets, yes. Oh, so you're getting visions now, Taurus? No. Are you now the one that gets visions? No, How I am not that for irony. No, what I'm not getting <laughs> I, I'm not getting visions. What I saw was there and then it wasn't. Well, that's odd. And this only happened once? Well, I I thought I'm so confused. I because I saw this vision and then I saw another one in the sewers, but then the cloak I thought was another vision, but he was real and he wasn't Velmir, and I just don't know what's going on. Have you tried to contact Velmir recently? Not recently, but I had plans to. When's the last time you spoke with him? Months ago. Was it after we arrived at Yen or before? Before. Not since we've been in Yen have I contacted him. Hmm. But I don't even know if I'm contacting him because he doesn't contact me back. I mean, why would he? Just a failure anyway. I mean, we can't know for certain that when you did try to contact him that he could know where we are because of that. That was just an assumption, right? It was, but I have a strong feeling that he could locate us when you communicated with him. He's a very powerful person. Well, Velmir did thrive in the darkness. Since I'm in the company of very powerful people myself, maybe we could use my connection to Velmir to to, to locate him. But it's just the... It's just an idea. That's possible. I I was able to locate you, Felomir. This is true. I mean, it would, it would take a lot of effort, but it could be possible. Maybe. Do you want to try it? I mean, I... It's safe in here. And I'll motion around. Yeah. I? I mean, I think we're all pretty exhausted. I think, you know, from a day of mm. trudging around, I'd rather get some rest first. It is something that I think needs to be done, but I believe we have more pressing matters. Perhaps um, we shouldn't antagonize what could be our biggest foe in uh, these elements. Yes. And kind of like waft my hand around to the darkness. Yes, like I said, Velmir is a very powerful person. And I didn't know you were watching me, but he may know if we watch him. So Maybe. Per- perhaps we should focus on other matters at this time. I would at least prefer if we were on the opposite side of the darkness before trying to make contact with Vilmir once more. Agreed. I'll just kind of nod. What do you think he's been doing? He's We were supposed to get the, or- the other orbs before him, right? Do you think he's gotten another one? It's hard I'd, to say. I don't know why, but I feel like, feel like we would know if he had more. <laughs> How would we know? Just have this feeling. <sighs> well, the world is definitely out of balance. Uh, when I was traveling with Remora, he took me to, took me in the past to Lidrelden. Where is that? It's uh, the, it's the land of the the dwarves. You've heard the tales, the ancient great civilization that vanished yeah. without a trace. I've heard all about them. We used to tell tales about them. Yes, Athern. Yes, it was very close to Athern. So what happened? That that's where your town was, your tribe. No, that was uh, Lithansis, Lidrelden, oh. where the dwarves were. Yeah, yeah. Yes, they, Remora told me that they were a very wise culture, and when they vanished, it may have been intentional, as if they knew something bad was about to happen. 
You think they left? That's what I've gathered. Yes, it's quite possible. I don't know for sure. I don't think anyone does, but it would make sense. Well, where did they go? No one knows. Not even Remora. Maybe they just gave up. Maybe they just realized the futility of it all. Uh, I would like to think it was more of a hopeful thing. Maybe they moved on to something greater. Who knows? Remora also mentioned something else of note. Um, we're all familiar with Laron, yes? The I'm going to like, tense up as soon as he says that. Are you all right, Kath? Yes. What about Laron? Well, he also mentioned that there was quite a bit of unbalance happening there. Um, involving the, the constructs. Constructs? Like PVAC? Yes. And the beavers? Correct. So there's more. There's people that can that make these still. Yes, and from what Remora told me, they seem to be teetering on the the brink of artificial life. I knew that there was more to this bird, and I'll kind of stroke PVAC. <laughs> so there are definitely things happening in the outside world that are unsettling. So that's the unbalance? Yes. Well, I mean, obviously I'm not glad that the amphitheater was destroyed, but it seemed to have brought some balance to Yen and Radana. Keth. You almost seem as tense as I do. What's going on? What does Loran have to do with anything? Loran, those damn pirates. Did, did Remora say anything about the pirates? No, not specifically. Just that constructs were being created there, and it's part of the imbalance that's going on in Asus. What do you have to say of the pirates, Keth? They took my sister. She was sold as a slave to them. They took her. I don't know where she's at. Do you know how far the pirates go? All over. I just know that their base is in Loran. Uh, yes, I have heard of these these pirates operating out of the islands of Loran. No one else will house them. Well, Keth, I had no idea you had a sister. Is there more of your kin we should know about? And well, there's a lot of my kin, but she was the one that was closest to me, my sibling. How long ago was this? This was many, many years ago. Is she older or younger? She's she's younger. Oh, her big brother. That's why Keth needs to protect her, but he couldn't. She's gone. Well, people ever been known to come back from such fate? Not very often. Forever in the area, I will help you. I'll just kind of nod at him. I put my hand on Cuss's shoulder <laughs> <laughs> and try not to cry. <laughs> well, if there is a chance of finding your sister, Laron would be a good place to start. I would also like to investigate these constructs, but that is quite a ways from now, I would think. I know. It is good to be back around you all again. While I did make good friends and started my own command, I think this is the group I feel at home with. Yes, I must admit, I spent a majority of my time alone in Yen, and I was beginning to miss you all. Just in time for my leg to heal up. We're going back to where that thing broke it again. Are we actually going back the exact way we came? Thelamir, is that where? No, I mean just in the darkness in general. I mean, we don't even know what that thing was. Well, it was some sort of giant. Maybe a, a crab. Had a leg like a crab. Does anyone know of giant crabs? I don't think I know of giant anything. Not of that size. Yes, I've heard of giant crabs, but none that big. Maybe it was a dire crab. Hmm. You know, now that I'm, I'm thinking about it, the creatures here in Mithron, it's quite possible that they come from Velm as well. Really? I mean, they fit the part. I mean, Annette came here from a different realm. So, so maybe the travel here to Mithron opened up a portal through film, just like the one you opened when you teleported to Lothansis. Hmm. So we could encounter many demons? Well, I believe we already have. Throughout the darkness? 
So wait a minute. When you traveled, only one creature came through. Well, it, right. I assume it was a much smaller portal than one Hanette would need or have the ability to create, at least. But why? Why would Hanette create a portal large enough to let through many creatures? Well, to get to Mithron, to get to the Arcane Well. I don't imagine. I don't know. I'm suspicious of that. Maybe it wasn't intentional. Or maybe there's a constantly open portal somewhere that the creatures are just escaping through. Could be. There's really no telling with the the size and volume of creatures that we've seen here. Maybe it's where this darkness comes from, through the, the portal with the creatures. Maybe. It's possible. I mean, the, the realm of Velm is the dark emptiness between worlds. Well, I'd say that if there be a way that we should come upon this portal, we should make it our business to close it. Oh, well, of course. I've said my piece. There's also one more thing, Remora discussed with me when I was with him. Uh, it's involving the lesser guardians, like Fasush and Salamandal. What What about them? Well, apparently there are more of them. How many? I'm not sure. Did he, did he say what the lesser guardians do? Well, as we all know, the, the guardians help keep their respective elements in balance. Maybe these lesser guardians do something similar? I mean, regardless, if we were, were able to find another one, I'm sure we should try to seek them out for assistance. Well, Fasish said that she had to stay in the end because she was kind of in charge of that area, I guess, and keeping it in balance. And Salamandal seemed to have reign over the, the swamps. Yeah. Of ri- the swamps of River's End. Perhaps they're based on location. There are certain lesser guardians in certain areas of the world. Yeah. So would there be one in the darkness? I highly doubt that. There's nothing here but these creatures. Well, is there something protecting these creatures? I don't think these creatures need protection. It's just a thought. I mean, I'm sure each realm has some kind of balance or imbalance. I don't know. Maybe that is the imbalance. Okay, so now Dorothy is thinking back on the creature that we came upon in the snow that time. Okay. That was a baby. (laughs) Okay. How is it that if the portal that Hanette came through let all these creatures through, how did that thing come through seemingly so recently? It was a baby, right? I would have thought that thing was born there from something that had probably come through the portal or something. Oh, so they fucking in the darkness too? <laughs> I think so. Hey, they ain't got, they they ain't got no genitals. Damn. They're asexual. Oh, yeah, that's true. Oh, yeah. shit. Now, Astra. Yeah? Well, since you had visions involving Fasush when we first got here in Mithron, maybe if we come in close proximity with another Lester Guardian you would have more visions. Yeah, maybe. I know Salamandal said there were guardians that needed my help. So I guess I have a connection. Yes, well, if you have any more visions, it's imperative that you share them. Yeah. Philomir, we just all seem to be glossing over your appearance. I I can't help but notice that you look twice the age that you did before we all split ways. Yeah, you never did tell us what happened to you that yes well i believe it's an effect of me leaving lathansis you know i was immortal there but you've been away from there for so long already even before we met like why 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 is it why, why did it all happen so suddenly and now well when i first left lathansis it wasn't very long until i met all of you less than a year i believe well maybe it had to do something with you going back with <laughs> With Radonna. Remora. Remora. Well, no, it's just 
an effect of me leaving. I mean, I I gave up my immortality. I'm over 750 years old. My age is catching up with me. Are you going to die soon? I'm not sure. I'm going to die eventually. It's just well, strange that this happened so suddenly. Do you know what, I mean, without sounding too grim, what your expiration date might be? If if seven if you're 750 now, when when you give up immortality as as you have done and leave Lathansis, how long are people expected to survive outside of that realm? Just so everyone knows, I don't know if timeline-wise everybody knows what's going on since the beginning of Four Orbs. You left at the beginning of spring. Spring was all of Act 1. Act 2 has been summer and to the end of fall. So you're going into winter right now, like is the time frame. Yes, well, I'm, I'm not too sure on how long I have or how long anyone else has. You know, they never really discussed, discussed it with us as far as people leaving. Um, but based on my recent physical change, I would say it, it's growing exponentially. I don't know how long, but the, the more we can accomplish in the shortest amount of time would probably be best. We will make haste. I will pull my blanket over my back and roll over as if to sleep. Now, what I don't remember is every time I would uh, communicate with Velmir, did I have to do it aloud? I think you just did it aloud. I don't think you have to, but I think you chose to. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to assume that as well, but there is a verbal component to it. Yeah, you have to actually cast the spell verbally, but then the message doesn't have to be verbal, I would think. Can I hide me casting the message in... Like, do I have to say, I now cast sending? Sending. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> I always assume that verbal components, components of a spell means that, like, you're doing the incantation that whoever designed the spell to be wrote. So, like, you can design spells. So it might be something like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Can I, <laughs> whatever I say, can I say it in Gnomish yes. as I'm turning over? Okay, I'm going to do that. Yeah, and I you don't could know probably what... like whisper it, I would think. Yeah, and, and yeah. whispering it works in my head, but mm -hmm. that does mean I'm going to give them perception checks. Okay. It's a high DC. But... Yeah, but you won't able you will be able to perceive that I have said something in Gnomish, but not that I've said this and this is what I'm doing. Correct. Okay. I speak Gnomish. Well, I mean, <laughs> you better roll to hear it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, I will roll over and throw my blanket over as I whisper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> something all right anyone that wants to give me perception checks give me perception checks crit miss that's gonna be a five ten uh 26 but i don't speak gnome <laughs> all right I don't speak gnome <laughs> so, i only speak american <laughs> <laughs> um keth and asher you definitely do not hear it at all uh felomir you hear it, but you don't recognize who said it, where it came from, or what it even, if it was just a sound. It could have just been literally a sound outside. Mm -hmm. um, Finch, you hear it, though. And you hear, basically, Dorothy mutter something to himself. And based on the, the conversation of the night, he could just be, like, grunting. It sounds like, I mean, I feel like I hear it all clearly. But I obviously I know it's in his language and he's turning over and just like covering himself up. I assume he's just disgruntled and going to bed. I'll like look at him, but I'll just kind of turn my head back and let him do his thing. Yeah. And unless I heard something like clearly known to me, like he's casting a spell, I wouldn't pay any mind to it. Okay. So what do you say 
to Velmir. Dear Velmir, this sucks. My life's creation, my life's work has been destroyed in an instant. And my optimism has been shattered. So if you want to come kill me, just come do it now before I change my mind. With love, Dorothy. Hmm. Rolling dice over there, right hmm. here. Mm-hmm. That gives me a clue. A different <laughs> plane, Dave. What you clued me in on is Y'all that quit he, metagaming. he is on another plane of existence. Quit because metagaming. that was the only reason you would need to roll dice, Dave. Or are we on another plane of existence? That's true. God damn it. We're on his plane. He's not on ours. Yeah. Okay. I mean, all it indicates is that we're on different planes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 All of a sudden, he appears in front of you. No, no, I need you to keep the, keep the same energy. <laughs> Doroth, you feel a rumbling occur in the area. You immediately roll back over and look around. You see your companions panicking as they show they are feeling the same shake in the ground. You stand up along with your companions, but then the rumbling stops. You look around at each other and you turn away briefly. As you look back at them, their faces have changed to Velmir's. Though their bodies have remained the same, in unison, they say, Kill you? Kill you? Why would I do that? You're making it so much easier for me. You blink and fall to the ground in fear. Then you find yourself in the same position when you rolled over, ready to fall asleep. I'm going to turn back over, like, suddenly. And then you see your companion still in the same position from whenever you ended the conversation. And I'm, like, looking around at them wide-eyed not asleep at all what's wrong north yeah what's up dude you look uh frightened i'm frightened you're frightened no i mean i mean we're not in a safe area but you look extra frightened right now no i'm not i'm fine i'm fine i'm okay i'm not frightened no one is frightened you you rolled over and then you rolled back over like this are you sure you're okay yeah you can talk to us you know that right i know talk to whoever i please and i'm gonna roll back over and not go to sleep. <laughs> He's just wide-eyed, looking at yeah. like, the side of the tent of the magical tent, like hugging the blanket. <laughs> I'm gonna make a note of this. As the conversation fades, the five of you go silent. Felomir, you watch as all four of your companions fall asleep, or what you assume some have fallen asleep. You linger on for a little while, reading your tome. You're still stuck, not able to read some pages further in. But you continue to read it and try to decipher those pages that have not yet revealed their true intent and purpose. But at some point, you fall into your meditation to reflect on what pages you already can. smells like specifically Meg's asshole. Wow. But it's like choking me up. I know my animal's asshole. Yeah. (laughs) Meg has a very potent litter box asshole smell. (laughs) As we leave Yen, am I still the same person that entered? Or are you Yen? (laughs) That's all. It's Yang, Deidre. No, it's Yen. It's Yen. No, it's Yen. Yang.
Etienne. Google it. I did before I wrote no, it's the title yin. yin. <laughs> I always heard yin yang. I've always heard yin. Well, yeah, yin yang. No, but... no, it's yin yang. Yin yang. Yes. Yin, no. <laughs> yin yang. She's going to take yam. it to the grave. Yin yam. <laughs> your stripper name is your favorite salad dressing and the thing you, the thing about you that disappoints your parents the most. <laughs> 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 Balsamic not married. <laughs>